What's up, everybody, and welcome back. I'm Oscar Barkas here with my friend Sam McFadden. And welcome to the third episode of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. Big three, baby. Um, we are excited to be back with y'all. Our audience has reached 30 listeners, which is huge. Huge. I love We're it. So Thank excited. you, guys. Thank you guys so much. We're on every listening platform now, so wherever you guys get your podcasts, you can find us there. Um, today we're going to run through some news. We've got our top 12 tight ends, so we're thinking about doing wide receivers first. But since this is draft week, we wanted to do something special for you all. So we're going to run through our top 12 tight ends first, and then we're going to do a mock draft. And we'll be drafting out of the five spot. But before we get into any of that, um, Sam, you prepared a few quick questions, so you want to run me through those? I did. Uh, these are some pretty important questions coming into to draft week for a lot of people. The first one I got for you is, uh, out of anyone in the top three rounds right now on Fantasy Football Calculator, um, not named Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott, or Ty Gurley, who are you worried about the most when drafting? So we both kind of talked about Amari Cooper here. We're both confident that he's going to be a top he'll he'll most likely be a top one guy wide receiver one at the end of the year but he's shaky he'll have a huge week and then a few poor weeks and so he's hard to have on your team but since he's that's the consensus of most people that amari cooper is hard to draft um i decided to go in a different direction So I chose Leonard Fournette, running back on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Super talented guy. However, he has never finished with above a four yards per carry in his career. He is injury prone, suspension prone. The team is not huge fans of him. However, I have heard great news coming from Jacksonville camp. He's supposed to be doing really well, a lot better. But the same things were said last year in camp. So I believe in the talent. I think the Jags are going to run him into the ground. But I'm a little worried about some of the other things going on. It's definitely a little bit of an eyes-closed decision when you draft Leonard Fournette, especially at the top of the third, bottom of the second, where he's going right now. Uh, They pulled his guaranteed money last year, which is not a good sign at all. They but they got a new OC in there. Yeah, who's going to he's going to move the ball better. They got Nick Foles, so that offense will be moving better than it has in the previous years. If Leonard Fournette can stay healthy, I think it will be all right. But even that, I'm not sure. Yeah, so. and that's you said. I think it will be all right in that higher voice. Yeah, you, you just don't know. Um, so I'd rather look in a different direction if I'm going for my running back too. He's still, like I said, great running back, but I'd like to look somewhere else. Who's your answer here? My answer here has got to be Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones, the whole fantasy community has been begging for years now, free Aaron Jones, give him the ball, please. He's been uber efficient while he's had in his touches that he's had. The guys can run the ball really well. And he's on a great offense, so he should be great. They just won't give him the ball enough. Yeah, and, and he, that was Mike McCarthy before. Mike They've McCarthy got a new before. Head coach and Matt Lafleur, but should be better. I'm not convinced that he's going to get all the touches that would be that would make him an RB one. Yeah, he's not necessarily being drafted as an RB one. He's draft, being drafted as a high end RB two, but still 
there's guys around him like Devonta Freeman right above him, Josh Jacobs right after him, Chris Carson. I would take all those guys over Aaron Jones. It's just it's it's hard to it's hard to believe that everything is going to change for the better. Yeah, and on top of all the things you mentioned, he's dealing with hamstring issues right now, and a hamstring is just about the worst. We talked about it with Kiki Kuti. Anytime you're dealing with a hamstring. It's going to take some time to recover from, and who knows if you're going to come back playing the same. Um, it's it's The hamstring is the most deceptive injury in football, for sure, because it doesn't seem that serious. And in all honesty, it really isn't that serious of an injury most of the time. But It really it, affects it's, your play. It's recurring, too. Yeah. It's more, more often than most injuries, it comes back and bites you in the butt halfway through the season as you keep going. So... Just be wary of Aaron Jones. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, and your second question? Yeah, my other question is, out of those three guys we left off the list, Zeke, Melvin Gordon, and Todd Gurley, where are you comfortable drafting those guys? So we talked about it a little bit before the episode, but Zeke at four is starting to get a little more questionable the further or closer we get to the season. Um, I would still take him there. I'm I'm no longer convinced. I I'm definitely not convinced that he's going to be there week one anymore. I you know I I Jerry Jones made that comment after the second preseason game. He said Zeke who when yeah, they asked about him. We'll get into him. that with our news, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But you know Zeke is obviously not happy with the team, so I'm not convinced he's going to be there. And if he's not there. I don't know if I can justify taking him over a DeAndre Hopkins, you know. Or, yes, I, I you know, agree. I, I'm still comfortable taking him in the first round for sure. He's still, when he plays, I, I believe he'll be the best running back in fantasy. So if you take him before, good for you. But if I'm at the four spot, yeah, it just does not feel great drafting a guy that high that might not be there Yeah, for who knows. And that's why we left all the three of these guys off that first three rounds list because they're the shakiest guys for sure i personally am a big fan of drafting a running back in the first round um me too and so if i'm sitting at that 104 and it's either go wide receiver which is tougher to do for me or go zeke versus david johnson versus Le'Veon bell i'm still going to take zeke there and if you do that you just got to take the insurance and draft tony pollard early and he's still pretty late in boards on boards, but he's rising fast. But whatever his cost is, it's worth it if you pull the trigger and draft Zeke. Definitely, definitely. So what about Todd Gurley? So he's going at the end of the first round, beginning of the second, and I'm I'm comfortable with him there. I I I am too. At the I wouldn't take him uh, a, any higher than probably the. 110 yeah yeah um but that, that's where that, nick chubb is going so I, that's where I nick chubb is going right now uh it's right after julio jones i would definitely i would probably definitely take julio over ty Gurley. i definitely would um so you know i ty Gurley, the arthritis is really dangerous you know oh, yeah. at any point in the year he could have swelling in the knee and be out for the next game in the next two games yeah so it's really it's really upsetting but We've said it before. Sean McVay is the right coach to have in these scenarios. He knows what he's doing. I trust him. I think Todd Gurley will be good this year. If you can get him in the 
uh, early second, I think that's great. Yeah, I agree. And um, we'll get into his handcuff in a second with the news, but Daryl Henderson's really good, and same deal with Tony Pollard. You just if you're gonna take Zeke, you got to draft Tony Pollard. If you're gonna take Mel, uh, uh, Todd, Gurley. Todd Gurley, you got to take Daryl Henderson later in the draft. Um, but that's and Daryl Henderson is dra- being drafted really early. But it's still worth it. As a Todd Gurley owner, you, you just can't risk take that risk. And then uh, on to Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is a little bit different. Uh, sources are saying that it's pretty certain at this point that this standoff is going to last into the regular season. Yeah. I certainly believe that it oh, will. Oh, absolutely. Um, so he's being drafted right now at the uh, eighth spot in the third round. Uh, I think that's still a little too high for him. I, I wouldn't be comfortable taking him there. That's above Chris Carson, David Montgomery, and Marlon Mack. Um, I would definitely not be okay taking him over Chris Carson and Marlon Mack. And I don't think I, I think I would take David Montgomery over him as well. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think that this is going to last into the season, and he can sit out until week ten. Um, and if, as long as he's playing week 10 and after, he, he gets his accrued season and he can be a free agent. So I, if they don't sign him to a contract, there's a big chance that he will sit out until week 10. Um, I Like you said, I would take Chris Carson, David Montgomery, Marlon Mack over him. I That's where the break is, though, because I would take Melvin Gordon, take the chance on him over Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram. Yeah, I would too. I this whole scenario is based on isn't taking into account roster no building a roster or anything like that this Mm -hmm. is just in a vacuum and in a vacuum i would definitely take him over derrick henry or mark ingram or any of those so uh back very end of the third top of the fourth is kind of where i'm looking for him and he's just not going to make it there in most drafts no and even if he does in most drafts i probably won't look his way yeah yep i agree because in most drafts at the Beginning of the fourth, I'm going to have a running back and two wide receivers, so I'm going to need a good, strong second running back in most cases. Exactly. Um, well, that's it for your quick questions. Let's run through the news. We talked about a few of these already. Jerry Jones said Zeke who, after Tony Pollard performed really well in the Cowboys' second preseason game. Just, you know, I don't think it really changes a lot in this situation at all. I... Um, Maybe it makes Zeke a little angrier or anything. And Jerry Jones came back out again and kind of defended himself, saying that he thinks he's earned the right to joke with Zeke a little bit. And I think that maybe yeah. he has, because he stood by him through a lot That's throughout true. the first couple of years in his career. So That's I, true. So, you know, kind of. But if if I'm Jerry Jones, what good am I, What good that, comes yeah. to me if I'm yeah. saying that? Like, yeah. What could I possibly gain from that? So it I just agree. kind of feels like a stupid move by Jerry. Um, and it feels a little bit... Uh, Le'Veon Bell-esque. Last year, Le'Veon wasn't showing up. The Steelers players started joking. They Not joking. They were angry with him. They said, where are you? And if you're not going to show up, we're happy with James Conner. And so by saying that, Zeke could take those words from Jerry Jones as we're happy with Tony Pollard. It's, yeah. it's tough. I... I, I still I still think that he'll play this season. I still think he'll be back. I think he'll get paid. Um, I don't know if he'll get Todd Gurley money, which is probably what he's after. 
But at the end of the day, the, the Cowboys need him. Yeah, I so completely agree. I think he'll be back. I, I completely agree. Um, next, so you said this already, Melvin Gordon's holdout is expected to continue into the season. Apparently, Melvin's waiting on a call from the Chargers, and they're not calling him. So Why, why would they? They yeah. don't want to pay the guy more. Yeah. And they have two talented running backs yeah. that they can go in between. And for all intents and purposes, they don't lose a – they're not that much worse a team off no. without him. No. So. The, the other big news is Keenan Allen just had to have surgery for the Chargers, their star wide receiver. That's way bigger news for the Chargers. Their offense is way different without Keenan. I It's way different without Melvin Gordon too, but – his wins above replacement we've talked about before wins above replacement is not too high compared to a Zeke or an Alvin Kamara or a Todd Gurley um so he doesn't have a whole lot of leverage Mm -hmm. but you know it's bad news for people trying to draft him I will say about Keenan Allen while we're on that topic there real quick if if Gordon is out and Keenan is back and healthy and healthy he should be phenomenal I, I would put him in a top five wide receiver. So if if you can get him, if he's healthy, he should be phenomenal in this. Yeah. Whatever amount of weeks that Gordon's not there, and, and then once he comes back, he'll he still be. A, he'll still. I still think he'll he'll be a a, a top twelve wide receiver. Yeah, top fifteen so, at the worst. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm pretty comfortable at this point reaching just a tad bit for Keenan Allen. Yeah, uh, I'm fine with that. I agree. Um, next bit of news, another. So it's it has to do with Todd Gurley. Um, Daryl Henderson is expected to get nine to twelve weekly touches, which last year I can think of a few different examples. Like I think uh, Jerry Jones said that, um, what was his name, the running back that came from the Rams, Tavon Austin was expected right, to get right. twenty touches. He was so, about, he's supposed to rule the world. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So this is said every year about different guys. However, the whole community, football community is in love with Daryl Henderson. We can all see his talent. Um, and I could see this being a lot more true than other cases. I'm not sure if I totally buy it right now. I think he could work himself up to those kind of touches every game. But if Gurley's in the game, and I still think Mal- Malcolm Brown figures we'll into the equation, yeah. I think he's still second on the depth chart as of the last time they released so. the depth I think chart. So. so I'm not convinced he gets that many touches right off the bat. But I think he's a very talented back, so I think he could definitely work himself up to that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think this hurts Todd Gurley much. He's going to get his workload, and I think that pulling him into an Alvin Kamara-ish role is not going to hurt him too much. He won't be that dominant number one by a lot running back anymore, but that's not where he's being drafted, so I'm... I, I don't think it hurts him too much. He's yeah. a very efficient running back. He might, he might fall from you know twenty something touchdowns to, back to eighteen, <laughs> eighteen or fifteen. You know. Yeah, but yeah. he'll still be a good running back. He'll yes. still be an efficient running back. I agree. Um, next fewer. Well, this one's pretty big. So we've talked about Antonio Brown. You know the whole helmet fiasco. He is, according to John Gruden, officially at practice, practicing with the certified helmet. I guess he decided that he's not going to win, which he should have realized from the beginning. I'm still not convinced that this is the last we've heard about the helmet issue. We'll hear stuff from Antonio Brown all year. but we're going to continue to see it, and Antonio Brown has shown to be very volatile, 
can just do stuff when he thinks of it. Doesn't doesn't really take time to consider things. Just goes straight into it. So, I agree. I think we could hear a lot more news about this in the coming weeks. I, like I said, before we're, the we're, season, yeah, starts. we're gonna hear stuff about. It's just he's Mr. Big Chest. He's the personality. He's hard to be around, um, and he makes it that way. And so, anytime there's a small issue, you're gonna hear about it from Antonio Brown. And from every major news outlet, because he's any major sports news outlet, because he is just that good. Um, good news. Hopefully, that's the last we hear about the helmets, but we'll see. Speaking another Raider, Darren Waller, their uh, their starting tight end. He's the incumbent after Jared Cook left. Is supposedly shining in camp. So Darren Waller is this massive guy, converted wide receiver can catch anything, runs routes well. And if he's shining in camp, if they love him, and if he gets a connection with uh, Derek Carr, I think he could be great. I think he will be really good this season. I actually moved him up into my rankings. I moved him up to my tight end 14, actually. 14. Very high. Uh, He's very athletic. Um, Derek Carr showed that he could support a good tight end last year with Jerry Cook. Some people might say that's all they had. But I think this will be a better offense this year. I think. I, agree. I think if they have a guy like Darren Waller and he's even half as good as what they're saying yeah. he is, they're going to throw the ball his way. Yeah. And he's he's a massive dude, very wide receiver. I think he'll be a red zone threat. Yeah, especially Antonio Brown is like the league's best red zone threat, and so they're going to put a bunch of defenders on him. So that just means Darren Waller will be open more. Right. I I, I think it's good news. I would draft him in any draft especially considering where's he going right now let me check he is going he is undrafted undrafted yeah i'm i'm in on darren waller um if you are if you are streaming tight ends which i found myself doing in a couple mock drafts and stuff is plenty to stream tight ends if you miss out on a you know one of the early guys guys. just kind of keep on waiting guys like darren waller guys like darren waller yeah uh, another tight end, Vance McDonald, is not expected to see more snaps this year, and this is coming from the Steelers' offensive coordinator. <laughs> do we? Do you believe it? I don't. I, he's too talented. They're paying him way too much money. They don't. They lost a big target in Antonio Brown. Jesse James is gone. They can't. He played fifty-four percent of snaps last year. There's just no way. The thing I will say is the Steelers run a lot of three wide receiver threat uh, sets. sets. Yeah, so that could eat into it a little bit. But the back, the next tight end up is uh, Xavier Grimble. Xavier Grimble, who's a blocking tight end. He's a great blocker, known a lot around the league as a good blocker. But what's he get? I mean, he can't eat into McDonald's snap share in terms of catching. Right, Vance McDonald. He's shown flashes in the past. There's a lot of vacated targets from Antonio Brown and Jesse James in the offense. He will be. I I don't think it's a question that he'll be a tight end one this year. Yeah, no doubt. But this is... Weird to hear. Weird to hear. I don't know why the Hopefully, Steelers... I don't know why the offensive coordinator would even say this. Yeah, what it, what yeah. it could gain from Hopefully... That. As far as fantasy goes, hopefully this just drops him in ADP because that'd be great. That would be nice because um, he's been creeping up. I think he's in the seventh round now. Um, he's one of the best in the league about of getting yards after the catch. He had that famous stiff arm last Ooh. year. 
ended Brent uh, ended that. Brent Grimes' life. Oh. So I I think he's gonna be okay, but we'll see. Um, and our last little bit of news: Matt Nagy said that he wants to dial back Tariq Cohen's workload last year or this coming year. Um, which is not good for Tariq. Not great for Tariq, especially for a guy that's probably not going to get over 100 carries. Yeah. He didn't get it last year. I don't imagine he'll get it this year. Uh, David Montgomery should take over the most of that groundwork. Um, I There's two sides of this, and one side is I think, a lot of the, I think he'll get less targets as a running back out of the backfield because of David Montgomery, because he's talented. But they can move him into the but slot. <laughs> he came out of the slot. He was put out wide, wide. Uh, yeah. multiple times in the season. He played quarterback think, a few I think times. We'll see, I think we'll see more of that this season. Yeah. Because um, after Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller, I'm not a huge fan of Taylor Gabriel. They're higher on him than I am, but I think we'll see that a lot more. I don't think you need to worry too much about Tariq Cohen, but he's definitely moved down a little bit in my Oh, for sure. Rankings for sure. A bit. Yeah. Um, well, that's it on news. I think we should hop into these top 12 tight ends really fast because I do want to get into that mock draft. I think it should be pretty fun. Um, so I'm going to run through our top 12, and then we can speak a little bit about each guy. Um, so number one, we've got Travis Kelsey. Two, Zach Ertz. Three, George Kittle. And that's the big three. That's where they're going in drafts, too. Um, Evan Ingram, O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry, Jared Cook, Vance McDonald, David Njoku, Eric Ebron, Delaney Walker, and finally Mark Andrews. So we'll start back up at the top. There's not too much you can say about Travis Kelsey other than he's going to be the best tight end in the league. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot we need to talk about with the top three, I, especially not Travis Kelsey. He'll be the number one. I'm fine drafting him as high as he's been being taken close to the mid to top second round that's yeah. that's fun with me i think he's, which is crazy because most of the time you don't want to draft tight ends early right he's missed uh one game in the last like five years he's always there he's always reliable he's got a great connection with patrick mahomes and that offense is going to be electric and he's their red zone option so i i think that he's there's not enough you can say about him but also you don't have to say very much because we all know how good he's going to be. Right. Our uh, our number two tight end, Zach Ertz. Well, you've got him at two. I've got him at three. Right. Um, him and George Kittle, I keep going back and forth on. I'll probably end up moving George Kittle higher. I just have a hard time. I, he's not going to get anywhere near as many targets as he did last year. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, that yeah. is. Yes, Zach Ertz will not get as many targets as he did last year, for sure. There's, there's too many options in an offense for that to happen. Yeah, um, we've talked about how good, on our quarterbacks episode, we talked about how good the Eagles' receiving options are. Also, they've got a very good, capable second tight end in Dallas Goddard. And, like you said, he had... I think close to 140 targets last year, mm-hmm. and his at career average was about 100. So he, it's it's going to regress. I think it'll be somewhere in the middle, though. I th- I still believe that Zach Ertz is the number one receiving option in that offense over Alshon. Wow. Um, I think he's the most reliable for he, sure. For sure, is the most reliable. I think he he's has the best connection with Carson yeah. Wentz. So he'll still be great. I'm. Much more iffy on his on drafting ADP, him. Yeah, I don't know about that, but you know. Yeah, he's gonna be. Super you got to pay up for a guy like that. Yeah, uh, number three, we talked about him already. He's my number two. 
George Kittle. I love him. He's, he plays for the 49ers, whose receiving core is iffy at the moment. It was supposed to be the uh, uh, Dante Pettis show, and apparently he has not looked good in camp. Their other best receiving option is Marquise Goodwin, who's always hurt, and he's aging. He still is the fastest man in the NFL. Um, and then their other guys are rookies. So yeah. if you're looking at the most consistent, reliable player on that team, absolutely George Kittle. I George Kittle will George Kittle is the number one receiving option on that team, no question. I don't think there's any possible way he gets up to the yardage numbers he was. I mean, he broke the record. Yeah, that's I don't. There's regression coming for him for sure. I don't think that his efficiency will go up. No, no, uh, he was already it'll crazy go, efficient. It'll, it'll go down. Um, a lot of people are talking about Jimmy G coming back, and that could help him. I'm not totally bought in on Jimmy G. I'm lower on him than a lot of people. I'm I'm low on him also. However, it doesn't tend to matter how good a quarterback is for a tight end, especially one as efficient as uh, George Kittle, because he's so good after the catch, and any quarterback in the league can throw the ball 8 to 10 yards accurately. I will say this about him. He's just about one of the most creative route runners I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. That one play where he fakes a fall yep. to get up and genius stuff. So I'm a I'm a big fan of him too. Uh, he's actually going a little higher than Zach Ertz. I wouldn't I I wouldn't still wouldn't draft him in the in the mid third round. Yeah, that's um, too high for me. But if you want one of those crazy good tight ends, you have to pay that price. And why not? If you miss out on Travis Kelsey, why not on George Kittle? Right. Um, I think that's about all we need to talk about them. Top three are all crazy good. If you can get one of them, you're set for the year. Uh, our next guy at four is Evan Ingram. Plays for the Giants. Someone's got to be catching the ball for the Giants. They've lost a lot of receivers to suspensions and injuries. And he's, uh, like I said, a tight end is a quarterback helper. And judging by the Giants quarterback situation, they might need his help. Yeah, I, I like Ingram this year. I don't think that Golden Tate coming back will hurt him too much. Mm-hmm. I I think he's going to be a really good red zone threat. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure that they'll be throwing a lot in the red zone since no. they have Saquon. Uh, however, I could or that see him, be in the red I could zone see him much. getting you know the seven touchdown, the eight touchdown oh, season yeah. for sure. Which um, is why there's a tear break between those top three guys. Right, right. Um, yeah, the funny thing about the Giants' offense is. Most offenses, the tight end is the sh- play short and the wide receivers go long. In the Giants offense, they have Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate as their one and two who are both slot guys. So Evan Ingram is going to be the guy stretching the field, which he's very good at. Um, our next guy, we've got O.J. Howard at five. I think he's going to be incredible this year. The Tampa Bay offense, I think, is going to be electric. As long as Jameis Winston is playing well, I think O.J. Howard's going to be super good, which is a big if, to be fair. And I, it's all about it's all about potential with O.J. Howard. He's oh, had yeah. injuries. He's flashed a little bit, and he's crazy athletic. Just looks like if he would just get that chance and play sixteen games, he'd be in, he, incredible. He could be a number one guy. Uh, but the injuries are a concern. Yeah, and they, the team still has Cameron Brait, who's been good for them for a long time. Um, but they lost, I think, 179 targets between Deshaun Jackson, Jackson and, and Adam, Adam Humphreys. Humphreys. 
Um, and Adam Humphreys, that was a lot of the short passing work, which is where around OJ where OJ Howard's going to be operating a lot of the time. So I think there's definitely a lot of room for him to shine in this yes. offense. And the only negative thing I will say about OJ Howard's potential is Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both two of the league's best uh, red zone threats, just based on metrics, and that will eat into OJ Howard's work in the red zone. Um, let's go ahead and move it along. Hunter Henry, we've got him at six. I have him at six, I believe, and you have him at seven. Right. Um, Hunter Henry, boy, what? I don't know if there was a more disappointing injury. Oh, my God. Last before season. the season, from a football standpoint, let alone a fantasy football standpoint, that, a huge blow to the Chargers. Um, great red zone option for oh sure my when he God. plays. I, I will say the reason I have him a little lower than you do is because Mike Williams came on in a big yes, way last season. He did. Ten he touchdowns. Did. He did. And he's he's going to get more targets this season for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, his numbers were ridiculous on the targets he had. So he had double-digit touchdowns. I don't. I think he could definitely have double-digit touchdowns again. Yeah. Um, so Hunter Henry's option uh, opportunities in the red zone – might not be bit. as incredible as they could be on a different team. So I'm a little lower on it. I And I completely understand that. I just he, We all know he's talented. He's just been beat up a little bit. Antonio Gates is finally gone, which is so sad to see, but he's, he's, he's past his prime. Speaking of Antonio Gates, though, you look at Phillip Rivers for most of his career— and his number one option was always Antonio Gates. That's true. And so if Hunter Henry comes in, and I still think Keenan Allen's the one on the team, I no think that, that Mike Williams and Hunter Henry will split that work for number two and number three. It'll be a 2A, 2B type deal. And I, especially with Melvin Gordon questionable, I'm all in on Hunter Henry. Uh, the only thing is, even with his injury bug these last few years, he's still going high. He's still going, let me look. At the 608, which is ahead of, well, actually, it's ahead of the guys we have ranked lower, but he's, I mean, the sixth round for a tight end that hasn't played a whole lot the last two years is a little tough. Yeah, it's before Latavius Murray, before Allen Robinson, Christian Kirk. I'd take all those guys before. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not, I'm not really looking for a tight end in the sixth round yeah, in general. Yeah, So it's yeah. tough, but... But he's super good, and if you want a pretty dependable tight end, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be that. Um, moving on, our next guy, you have this guy at six. I've got him at seven, is Jared Cook. He just switched teams. So he was a top five tight end last year with the Raiders, and he's moving from Derek Carr and the wasteland that was the Raiders offense to Drew Brees and the, like, Superpower that is the Saints offense. Yeah, and that could be a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, yeah. he he's had all the opportunity in the yeah. world with the Raiders. He's, he's not going to have from the that number much. one guy to the number three at best guy behind Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara in the passing game. Yeah, and I I like him a lot. I think he'll be. I think he'll be. I don't think this is going to be a repeat of Kobe Fleener. No, because that no. was a huge disappointment. I think there's. I think he is safe as a tight end one yeah 
uh, with upside to be one of those upper echelon guys. He could, I think he could easily be in the top five again. Yeah, yeah. He's shown the ability. He was very good last season oh, yeah. with the touches that he had. Oh, yeah. He was pretty good after the catch. He, he was doing it all. So I think he, I think he'll bring another dimension to that Saints offense, and I trust Sean Payton to use the guy if he's. Oh yeah, and they use paid the him. talent they paid him. there. Um, I the only reason why I'm a little lower is he's old, and throughout his whole career he's never been that good. I remember him with the Rams; he was supposed to always be good. This back St. Louis Rams never panned out as well as people wanted. Played for the Packers for a season or two, never panned out. Um, he was always a tight end one because it's not very hard to do. So I think you're right; he's safe as a tight end one. I'm just hoping he can come close to repeating what he did last year, this year with the Saints. But you're right; he'll get used correctly. Um, our next guy, Vance McDonald. We talked about him a lot earlier. You got anything else you want to add? No, I don't think there's anything else we need to add. Just, just watch the OC. If the OC keeps on saying stuff like that, then That's I'm scary. Then I probably he'd probably get knocked off my yeah. board. Yeah, he's talented. If he's playing, he's gonna be a tight end one. Uh, the Steelers need someone to step up. Um, next guy, we've got David Njoku. So Njoku, he's always been he's a crazy athlete. Always been supposed to be like super good. He's never been great, but and so that's why we've got him ranked a little lower. But he he's a crazy athlete and baker does like him watching the games last year after baker came in it just didn't i felt like it just didn't pop off the screen that they had they were on the same page all the time yeah he didn't get a ton of red zone targets not as many as i would like to have seen him get especially with the other options in that team yeah now with odell beckham jarvis landry odell comes in there and he's Phenomenal in the red zone. Yeah, that hurts him a lot of targets. I'm not sure he'll get that many red zone targets. I he certainly has the chance to improve. Oh yeah, uh, and with that Odell there, be so much better. With Odell there, they can only put so so much pressure on David Njoku, yeah. so he'll be open for passes at least a couple times a game. So I have no problem take uh, having him on my team. I'm just not that excited about him being my tight end. Uh, yeah, I'm not that excited about him either. But that's where we're after our top eight guys, and this is where it starts to get a little dicey, more in the streaming levels. Um, but that's David Njoku for you. Our next guy, Eric Ebron, I mean, he was created 12 touchdowns last year or 10? Uh, 12, 12 touchdowns, yeah. I believe. 11 receiving, one rushing. Yep. I don't think it's going to happen again. There's no way it happens yeah. again. Uh, you know, the other tight end is coming back. It's yeah. just Jack Doyle's coming back from injury. They got Mo Devin Funches is super good, and he's their third tight end. While I don't believe Devin Funches is that good a re- receiver, I trust Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, and they paid him a lot of money yeah. for the year to come in. So they obviously see something there. He'll get utilized He'll at be least a, a little bit. Option too, which they they have Paris Campbell, who they run. can use all over the place. There's so many options. Not to mention, Andrew Andrew Luck might not be there to start this season, or who knows. So, I would just... I'm I'm, I'm I'm not comfortable. I am cold on Eric Ebron. I will not not be drafting him. He's going way too high. Um, I'm 
wait, if it gets to the point where it's Eric Ebron or a tight end in the last round of the draft, I'm taking the tight end in the last round of the draft. Um, Me too. Speaking yeah. of, our next guy, Delaney Walker, is going at the very end of drafts, and I don't know why. It's... You know he's old. He's he just he's just coming old, off the injury. Uh, but he's he's supposedly looking phenomenal in camp. Yeah, and uh, he's always since Mariota's been there, he's been the guy. He's been yeah. the only guy that he's been can a turn tight end. He can be the only. He's the only guy that can turn those targets into something. I mean, we've been disappointed with Corey Davis, and I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a problem with Corey Davis. I think it's a problem with Mariota. Oh yeah. And I think Mariota can just hit the tight end better than yeah. the wide receiver. So. I think Delaney Walker is just about the only guy I'm taking off Tennessee right now. Yeah. Oh, um, he's, for sure. He's in the back of the 11th round. Yeah. So you're paying almost nothing for him. Yeah, you are getting him for free. Perfect late round target. And we're not going to talk about these guys because they're not in our top 12. But if you're if you've punted the tight end position, there are a lot of great late round options. There were all the top options a few years ago. Jared, Cook, uh, I'm excuse me, Jordan Reed. Um, Tyler Eifert, Delaney Walker, all of these guys, Greg Olson. Greg Olson, all these guys are a little older, a little injury prone, but if you've punted the tight end, they are great options. Um, and let's jump into our last option, last uh, guy on our list, number 12. I have him at 13, Sam's got him at 10, and this is Mark Andrews. Boy, I love Mark Andrews. I, I've been getting higher and higher on him all offseason. I think Lamar Jackson's going to take some big steps in the passing game, uh, in, in his accuracy and all of it coming into the season. I think he will have no problem hitting Mark Andrews. I think Mark Andrews will be open a lot for him to hit in the middle of the uh, offense. And, I mean, we saw it last year. When yeah. Lamar Jackson was the quarterback, Mark Andrews was the best receiver on yeah. the team. Yeah, and he was a tight end one. Yeah, and speaking, speaking to, going to your point, I don't think that it matters if Lamar Jackson improves as a passer because, like I said earlier, tight ends are there for the quarterback and Mark Andrews will turn anything. He's a super talented athlete, played with Baker at OU. He was Baker's favorite target there. Um, I, th- I think that he's going to be a top 12 guy also. I've got him at 13, but I'm moving him up. My only concern with him is usage so that the Ravens have two other good tight ends Nick Boyle who's the best blocking tight end in the league so he won't do too much in the passing game but he'll take snaps away from Mark Andrews and then the guy that they drafted before Mark Andrews in last year's draft Hayden Hurst is coming back from injury Um, I'm not as worried about Hayden Hurst taking too much from him but it's there's always the nagging issue there definitely a worry but you can get mark andrews in the 13th or the 14th round so you're really not if if it turns out that he's nothing drop him and pick up a different tight end yes it's you're not going out on a limb by taking him and these last two guys that we've talked about delaney walker and mark andrews are the reasons why i'm so if i don't get one of those top three guys i'm probably not Depending if a tight end falls to me, there's always that chance. But if I don't get one of those top three guys, I'm gonna be drafting a tight end late and just streaming the tight end. And this is a good point to bring up before we get into our mock draft, which we'll do here in just a second. On tight ends, when you're drafting a tight end, a lot of people get caught up in being a tight end one, but that does not mean a lot. And what that what that means in a draft strategy standpoint is if you have a guy that's going to be the tight end 
nine or ten every single week and be consistent, be that guy, you're really not going to be that He's happy with him. probably scoring like eight points a week. You're really not going to be that happy with him. So I personally would much rather take a guy uh, later, or I, I'm taking the guys with a ton of upside, the guys that could be a top three guy or a top oh, five yeah. guy or have the big weeks that could win me weeks, you know? Those kinds of guys. And then if they don't work out, you just stream and you get a top six to eight tight end every week depending on matchups and you're fine outside of the top three tight ends tight end is not a position where you should be playing it safe yeah you should be taking your chances on stuff like that yep because i'd much rather get say in the sixth round where a lot of those hunter henry uh evan ingram oj howard they're all going in the fifth or sixth i'd rather get the running backs or wide receivers there play it safer with them and then go for an upside play or a stream play uh, with tight end. Because the tight end position doesn't matter as much in fantasy if you're not getting one of those top three guys. Exactly. But let's hop into our draft. So this is the most exciting part of the episode. Um, And we'll just talk through each of our picks. And let's get started. Again, we'll be drafting out of the fifth pick. We're going to be on Sleeper, which is the platform that we prefer it's awesome you guys should check it out if you get the chance not an ad not a sponsor but we love you guys at sleeper right right all right so let's just get this thing underway and you can pause it when it's our pick every time that way we can talk through so our first the first four guys off the board it went McCaffrey Barkley Zeke and then Kamara so Zeke went before Alvin, which is a little interesting. I don't think you'll see that in real drafts. It's um, just the software that's I, doing it. I mean, who knows? It's just it's when you think Zeke's coming out. We talked about this enough. So right now, uh, where we're at, we're looking at you know DeAndre Hopkins, David Johnson, the other guys are Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Adams. I, I personally would like to ooh this is tough this is because you have you really have to take into account um maybe not this early in drafts but every time you pick you have to be aware of who's going to get back to you what you can do next time who you're missing out on it's when you pick a guy in a draft you're not just losing you're not just using that pick you're also it's opportunity cost it's what you're losing when you take that yeah so if we take deandre hopkins here we lose out on a top running, running back, back. Like David Johnson. Yep. So who are you thinking here? So if we're going running back, I would think either David Johnson or Nick Chubb. Um, which I've found myself looking at Nick Chubb early in drafts a lot more after the Duke Johnson trade and just because I believe in him so much. Um, however, if you want to go wide receiver, you cannot go wrong with DeAndre Hopkins. I, I think it should be D-Hop or David Johnson, but I'm going to give this pick to you to choose, to make that decision. Well, let's go David Johnson then. David, Johnson? David Johnson? All right, I like it. I like it. All right, our first pick is David Johnson. Right after that, Le'Veon Bell goes off the board. Then we got a run of wide receivers in Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, and Michael Thomas. Then Nick Chubb, James Conner, and Todd Gurley as the last pick in the first round. Man, talk about a run of wide receivers. Mm. Julio, Tyreek, Odell, Juju. Then it went Kelsey. I was hoping Kelsey might make it back to us. I was hoping Mike Evans would make it back to us. Evans, and then it went Dalvin Cook right before us. Mm, That's Um, tough. Okay, so we got Joe Mixon still there. And be Uh, just set at running back. Joe Mixon is... 
I would love to have him as a running back too. Uh, there's a lot of we got Antonio Brown, uh, Damian Williams, Carryon Johnson. If we wanted to take uh, Patrick Mahomes, this is where we have to take him. I don't feel and comfortable doing I, that. Yeah, there's no way in hell that um, I do that. So I I think our options. I think it's I would personally go between Joe Mixon. And I'd be tempted to do carry on, but I I think the pick should be Joe Mixon. I completely agree, and there's one reason for that, and that reason is Keenan Allen. I think that there's a pretty good chance. Well, not with how the teams above us drafted, but there's a decent chance he makes it back to us. Ooh, that would be awesome. And having him at our wide receiver one is something that I'm completely fine with. The one thing I would say is if we skip Joe Mixon and go for a wide receiver here, and Antonio Brown, Adam Thielen, or Keenan Allen. We definitely would get a stellar running back two on our next pick. And who are those options? Those, are, those would be, you know, Carry on Johnson, Leonard Fournette, Devonta Freeman, Aaron Jones, Melvin Gordon, Josh Jackson, Josh Jacobs. Sorry. Well, I don't want Melvin next round. I would be looking at Josh Jacobs or Devonta Freeman. I would too. Or Carry on if he's still there. So there's not a guarantee. You want to pause the draft? There's not a guarantee. That Keenan makes it back to us, and if we want to go wide receiver, I want to draft Keenan over Antonio Brown. It's so it's up to do we want to take the bet that Keenan makes it back to us and get him as our wide receiver one at the next round, and miss out on or get Joe Mixon or miss out on Mixon, be safe with Keenan, and then get one of those guys next round. I'm gonna say we should take. Keenan Allen, because if we met, if if Keenan Allen and Adam Thielen go off the board, there's a huge I'm not tier I'm rank. not comfortable with Ty Hilton being my number one wide or receiver. Amari Cooper. Cooper, so yeah. I I think we take Keenan here. I agree. All right, Damian Williams, Antonio Brown, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Mixon, Carry On, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, Devonta Freeman. Jeez. So right before us, Devonta Jeez. Freeman got snuck out of our hands, but I'm completely okay either going wide receiver with Adam Thielen or running back with Josh Jacobs. Ooh, I think you know who I want to take here. I really, really like Josh Jacobs this I do year. Too. I think he's going to be phenomenal. I think he's going to get a ton of touches. Uh, I think we can wait and pass on Adam Thielen. I think there's going to be some good... A bunch of good guys. You know, I'm, I'm looking at Robert Woods or Chris Godwin coming back to us on the next Julian one. Edelman. Julian Edelman. One of those guys. Yeah. So I right. think Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is the pick. Uh, let's just talk through some big guys here. So David Montgomery went. Melvin Gordon at the 309. I don't. That's where he's going in most mock drafts. Um, George Kittle went at the turn. Mark Ingram, Marlon Mack, Derrick Henry, Sony Michelle are the running backs that went. Oh, both of our guys, Robert Woods and Chris Godwin, went right before us. However, Julian Edelman is staring us in the face. Or if you want to go a little different, Zach Ertz is there at the end of the fourth round. Zach Ertz at the end of the fourth is not too bad. Um, however, looking at our team, I think we do need a wide receiver. And I'm okay. We I. Th- I would call Keenan Allen a pretty safe guy, and I would go, if we want to go risky, we can go Brandon Cooks, take those big weeks, um, but we can go with another safe guy in Julian Edelman. I think he's going to be super good. I I think we go Julian Edelman too. Um, I'm not 
as high on Brandon Cooks as this thing is, uh, I'm sad Robert Woods get, went. I would have advocated. Oh my god, him. that would have been the easy pick. But Brandon Cooks, uh, I think he'll be good this year. But I think Julian Edelman will be a step above him. I agree. All right, we'll take Julian Edelman. With and no thought on Tyler Lockett. Not over Julian Edelman and and Brandon Cooks. I agree. I think he's a tier below those guys. I agree. For me. Uh, Zach Ertz went two picks after us. Uh, those guys we were talking about, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Lockett. A.J. Green went at the back of the fourth round. And to be clear, he's missing the first at least four weeks. Right. Um, it's too high for me. It's too high. If he can fall to me in the sixth or seventh round, I'm going to take him. Because if he's on the field, he's a top 12 guy. Um, you're not... As high on no, that. no, no. I'm I'm just looking at who we got to pick from in this oh. pick. So uh, also Deshaun Watson went off the board. The pick before us at five four. He's the second run, uh, quarterback off the board. Uh, interesting to see that. Uh, which I think isn't we'll, horrible. Not horrible at all. I think we'll see a couple more uh, QBs taken in the next uh, in, in the next round. Um, so looking at our pick. Right off the bat, the best choices look to me to be wide receivers. We got Cooper Cup and Tyler Boyd here. Now, My, that would be three wide receivers and two running backs, which, which I'm is, fine with. Which is how your team should be set up. The only name that I'm going to bring up, running back, Miles Sanders. He's going to be good. I tend to think that this will... People are getting really excited about Miles Sanders, and for good reason. But this will still be some form of a timeshare with Jordan Howard. I think it will be for the first four or five weeks, and then we're going to see. Um, I'm fine. Let's go Cooper Cup. We I think Cooper Cup both. over Tyler Boyd? That's where I'd go. Up to you, though. Ooh, it's tough for me, especially with AJ Green out. Uh, I, I think Cooper Cup is the right call here, but it's definitely really, really close. And he's close. the Rams red zone threat. He's. I think he's super good. I'm. I'm. I have him as a wide receiver two, and the fact that we got him as a wide receiver three is perfect. Um, so you're right. A little bit of a quarterback run. Aaron Rodgers and Baker went in mm. the sixth round. Baker Mayfield fourth quarterback off the board. A six oh four. It's too high. It is too high. I have him as a top ten quarterback, but I can't. He's. He went off the board before Matt Ryan, before Carson Wentz and Cam Newton, all those guys that we know will be good and have been good. He's the exciting pick, but that could come back to bite a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm glad we went wide receiver because Robbie Anderson did not make it back to us, and he's one of those last guys where I'm like super confident having him as a wide receiver three. Um this is a hard place to pick right now. I don't see a whole lot of names that I'm liking. Uh, Matt Ryan's on the board for quarterbacks. Evan Engram for tight ends. And then uh, wide receivers, we got Alshon Jeffrey, Latavius Murray, Tariq Cohen. I think that this pick should be Latavius Murray because he has val- he's going to have good value when Kamara's there. And if, God forbid, Kamara were to go down, I think Latavius Murray is a top 10 running back. I think he's a top 5 running back. So so I think we I think he has that upside to get up in there. I think that's a great choice to have as a flex play or even our bench running back yeah. at that point. Yeah. Because we have our two starting running backs on this deal. 
I think he's the right pick here. Uh, the other choices would be wide receivers, but we're really good on wide receiver yeah, right now. And if we I wait, agree. I think some wide receivers will still be there. I agree. Um, I am not very high on Alshon. Um, I'm not going to draft a tight end here or a quarterback. And I talked about it earlier. I'm not super high on Tariq Cohen. So Latavius Murray would be my pick also. If we wanted to look at wide receiver, I would look towards Allen Robinson. But I think there's a chance we get him in the next round. Personally, I am uh, a lot higher on Alshon. And if if all things were equal, I would probably take him here over Latavius Murray. But looking at but looking receivers. at our roster, yeah. we definitely need a running back more than a wide receiver. I this agree. Point. So we took Latavius Murray. Alshon goes right after him, followed by Matt Ryan, Evan Ingram at the end of the sixth round, uh, Dante, Dante Pettis, Pettis, Allen Robinson right before Dang us, it. and it's back to us. <laughs> would have loved to have Dante Pettis on a team. Dante or Allen, I would have been super happy with getting back to us there. The next wide receiver is Will Fuller, which I am not. I'm not going to take here. him in the seventh round. Um, we got Jared Cook and Vance McDonald here. If we want to go tight end, I'm okay with drafting Vance McDonald here at the moment. Otherwise, we're going to punt the tight end to the end of the draft. Yeah. Um, other guys I'm looking at, Rashad Penny, I'm very high on. I think he's going to hold a lot of value, even if he's Seattle's number two guy. Curtis Samuel as well. He keeps rising, which stinks, but I think he's going to be a great wide receiver this year. I've heard nothing but good things out of him, um, out of camp. Yeah, people are saying things like he can't. It's impossible to guard him. Everything things are sound good. Uh, one uh, another name I'll bring up is Carson Wentz is here. Uh, we're both very high on Carson oh, yeah. Wentz. Uh, the seventh round doesn't seem like too steep a price for him. However, I think we should punt that and hope if Cam Newton can get to us in the eighth round, I think that would be That'd awesome. That would be great. And if not, then we can draft if a not, we'll Dak draft Prescott. A Dak. Uh, exactly. Um, Jameis Winston. Exactly. Uh, so I'm going to hand this over to you. No, I, I want you to make the pick. I'm I'll not make sure the who pick. I'm pick here. Okay, okay. I'll... I'm not as high on Rashad Penny as you are. Okay. So I'm going to take. Running backs are pretty good. I'm going to take Curtis Samuel with this. Perfect. Play. That's who I was. I think thinking. he's going to take Curtis Samuel. I think he'll be really good. And Uh-oh. frankly, it could be we we could come at the end of the season and come back and say Curtis Samuel is the number one on that team. Yeah, he I could mean, be a number one wide, fantasy wide receiver. Shoot. So, so there was a run on quarterbacks. Run. As soon as Carson Wentz and Drew Brees went back-to-back, I knew Cam wasn't going to get back to us. Yep. So the quarterbacks that are off the board right now, we're not looking. Uh, I, I might look Jared Goff's way in the back in the ninth round, but other than that, maybe I'm, not. I'm punting the quarterback. So I noticed Rashad Penny's still here. He is. Which and I would be. He would be my pick. I would be totally. I'm comfortable with picking him here. So. Um, the other tight end, the tight ends went off the board. The tight ends that we'd be comfortable with, who were Vance McDonald and Jared Cook, so we're not going to look tight ends way. Um, and the only other two I'm looking at in this next group of people is Dee Westbrook and Marvin Jones, but I would take Rashad Penny above them in a heartbeat. That's that's who I would look towards also, but I'm in complete agreement. Okay, so, so I'm Rashad made Penny, it back to us. fourth our fourth running back. I like it. Oh. So nice. Bears defense. Mm. Oh, so Jared Goff went at the end of the eighth round, so he didn't make it back to us. And then the Bears defense went at the beginning of the ninth. 
I'm going to say this right now. Do not draft a defense until your last three picks. And me, most of the time, it's last two. I I personally am a big advocate of the last pick <laughs> or not picking, not picking one picking at all defense. if that's a choice. Because <laughs> why use your last pick when you could just pick one off of the waivers? Just as yeah. easy, you know. With defenses, more than any other position, and you can say this about quarterbacks a little bit too, stream them. Play matchups because no matter who the defense is playing, it's going to be... If, if a good defense is really good and playing a really good offense, the offense is always going to win in this modern NFL. Right. All right, so looking at our choices here, we got Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who I'm not so high on. I'm not as high on. We're both believers in Geronimo Allison as got the second Russell Wilson for the Packers. Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray are the QBs here. Um I personally, I don't Wilson. like Russell Wilson this year. And I'm not drafting Kyler Murray in the ninth round. I'm fine with not drafting Russell, knowing the good quarterbacks we can get later. We got Corey Davis, Jalen Samuels, Courtland nope. Sutton, Adrian Peterson, Duke Johnson, Emmanuel Sanders. So personally, the person I'm highest on this, that group is Emmanuel Sanders. I agree. I think he's... I think he's going to be really good this year. I don't think he'll have any problem being better than where we're drafting him right now. I agree. However, my only other, you know, our wide receivers are so good. We're not probably not going to be playing Emmanuel Sanders right now. And there's someone on the board that's a huge boom pick in Josh Gordon. Because if Josh Gordon, if things work out for him, he will be a wide receiver too at the worst, in my opinion. And we do have Julian Edelman. We have Julian Edelman on the team, which is the thing I was going to say. However, we have four wide receivers. All four of those wide receivers are going to be the wide receivers playing. Um, I think we could just draft Josh Gordon, stick him on our bench. And if he works out really well, we're either starting him and trading another guy, or we can trade him. I'm, that's who I would go with here. Um, but if you want to look at Emmanuel Sanders, I'm fine with that because I am high on him also. I'm fine with Josh Gordon here just because I think Emmanuel Sanders has a shot to make make it back to us. I don't think he will, but he could. So we'll, we'll take Josh Gordon here. Uh, I don't feel totally comfortable stacking New England wide receivers, but you know that's what we're that's that's why we mock. Yeah, know, for these yeah. Si- these situations exactly to put us in these weird situations so we don't have to deal with it firsthand. In our real drafts. Dang it. So Emmanuel Sanders went at the beginning of the 10th round, which is great value. Um, Russell Wilson and Kyler went off the board, which is okay. The pick that I'm going to make here, this is who I think is best for our team, is Jameis Winston. But if you're not super high on him, we can look towards another running back or uh, wide receiver. I'm kind of high on Jameis Winston. I'm just looking to see where like Dak Prescott is going right now. He's two rounds know, later. Two rounds later. Lamar Jackson's around later. We can wait. We can wait. I still think it's prudent to wait. We got guys like Deshaun Jackson or Peyton Barber or Matt Breda here, uh, yeah. who I'd all who all fill in, fill need, fill bench spots that we need to fill that I think would be better for us than Jameis at this point. Okay. Um, I know, I know who you want, and I think we can go that way. Who I really want is Deshaun Jackson. I think he's going to be great. I think he's honestly going to be a guy that you can pl- play in your flex week in and week out this season. 
I'm a little worried because we have so many wide receivers at this point. We might want to go running back. And usually, as a point of principle, I I usually end up going more wide receiver heavy in the later rounds of drafts, but I really like to go uh, more running back heavy, take shots on them. I do too. Um, Because you never know. You get one of those late round guys, turns into their team starter, and he is uh, incredible value. And Peyton Barber and Matt Breda kind of represent the end of really usable running backs yeah. on a weekly basis. So does that change any of your your opinion at all? I'm fine. You can make the pick. I'm good with either, any of those three guys. I think are going to be great. We do need to make the pick, though. They're 10 okay. seconds I'm left. taking Deshaun Jackson. You had to. I could see he's, you shaking he's over one there. Of my guys. I love that dude. I think he's going to be great this season. Yeah, and we'll be talking to my guys next week, and I think he might be on your list um so Jameis Winston went off the board those guys we were talking about Peyton Barber and Matt Breda went off the board mm-hmm. I think we're still in a good spot taking Deshaun Jackson I do too um I think our running backs are strong enough to to make that decision and I think he was the surest deal out of those guys we were looking at I agree so now in the 11th round we got Lamar Jackson here there's Alexander, also Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger and Tom Brady, but I wouldn't I'm not dropping any three of those guys. I'm, those guys, well, in my opinion, at least Philip Rivers and uh, Ben Roethlisberger will most likely be sitting on waivers at some point in the season, and I will be fine streaming one of those guys. Absolutely. Um, if we're not looking quarterback, I'm good with Anthony Miller. Tyrell Williams is looked phenomenal in camp especially with all the shaky stuff going around with antonio brown and then the other guy that i'm looking at is alexander madison because he's going to have a role on the team with regardless of dalvin cook's health and if dalvin cook goes down he is going going to be a top tier guy i believe it uh the reason i'm shaky on alexander madison is because we got tony pollard next next round but we also got Dak there and I think Tony Pollard is the better backup to take mm-hmm. for sure um, but like I said I like to take those uh, high upside running backs so I think our pick should be Alexander Madison okay, let's that's do what it. we'll take alright moving along Phillip Rivers right after that Justin Jackson who's a great late round pick with all the stuff going on with Melvin Gordon a little bit of a run on quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady at the beginning of the 12th round. More and more teams are taking defenses. Jacksonville, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Minnesota, which are all great defenses. But a lot of those teams have hard week one matchups. Jacksonville's playing Kansas City week mm-hmm. one. Yep. And Anthony Miller, who I was hoping would get back to us, did not make well, it. Four picks before four us. Four picks before us. So here we got you know Damian Harris, Kiki Cutie, Darwin Thompson, I'm looking towards these two Dallas guys, Dak Prescott or Tony Pollard, as our pick. I'm fine with either one of those guys. However, if you look at tied, uh, quarterback after that, it's not looking great. It's not great. So I'm the only guy after that I'm looking to take, I'm looking to take really is Josh Allen. Yeah, which I is agree. Later. And we can wait and go him, but I I'd say go I Dak. say we take Dak. He's been a top go 12 safe. guy every time. Yeah. We'll go ahead and take him. Hopefully, I really hope Tony Pollard makes it back to us. Willie. Let's see. Willie. Come on. 
Oh, and he, does. he did. So Darwin Thompson, just a team go. Teams went tight end heavy. Another team drafted a quarterback. Um, I, uh, I'm, I, Tony Pollard is the clear choice here. If he if he gets the start in any week, he'll be. Oh yeah. Hey, I completely a top, agree. Top and RB two at least. And if it's getting close to the season, the Zeke owner is going to get shaky and. We can trade Tony Pollard for a huge value. All right, coming around the bend into the fourteenth round, a couple more defenses off the board. Devin Damn it, Mark Andrews got Mark drafted. Andrews is gone. Michael Gallup, Greg Olson's gone. All right, now we need to be looking at tight end, and I'm looking at Jordan Reed as the guy. Uh, we also have Kyle Rudolph, who's more of a safe choice. But like we talked about this earlier, I'm looking for the outside guys. Yeah. I'm going to Jordan Reed. So we'll go ahead and take... I think let's take Jordan we'll Reed We'll go ahead also. and take him there. And coming into our last pick, uh, 15th round, a couple more defenses off the board. And Sleeper does not require that you draft a defense, so we're not going to do that. We're going to look another direction. And so some guys on the board, Randall Cobb, C.J. Anderson. Um, I think with the, with the last round... Um, you know, take some deeper dives. Make sure you look down the list. Some guys could be lower. The guy I'm looking for is definitely still here. That's Albert Wilson. I think we should take him here as our last pick. I already let you take Please. Deshaun Jackson, but I will let you take another one of your loves. And... Is there is there a guy that you would rather take? No, no, there's okay. not. That's right. He's, he's, I think he's going to be good. I don't know if I think he's going to be as good as you think he is, but... Why not? It's the 15th round, and all those guys that I'd be looking at are going to be free agents after this anyway. So let's take one last look back at our team. So we've got, we went David Johnson first round. Our running backs are David Johnson, Josh Jacobs, Latavius Murray, Rashad Penny, Alexander Madison, and Tony Pollard. That's such a strong group. Good upside. Great. Very, we're going to be able to count those top guys. And Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard, I'm, or Rashad Penny, one of those guys will be good. One of those guys. One of those guys will hit. So. I agree. Uh, wide receivers, we got Keenan Allen as our number one. Julian Edelman, Cooper Cup in the fifth round. I love that. Mm. Uh, Curtis Samuel in the seventh, which was a, a little high considering where he was going earlier this offseason, but I love him. Uh, Josh Gordon, Deshaun Jackson, and finally Albert Wilson. Um, I love what we did there. Our quarterback is Dak Prescott. Our tight end is Jordan Reed. I have zero problem with that draft. Yeah, I, I don't either. The only weak spot really is Jordan Reed. And even that, that's not that big a weak no, set as a far deal. as tight end. Tight it's not end. a big deal. If you have a weak spot on your team, team make, make it, it tight be end. tight end or defense. Yeah. You know. And what we'll do with this team, because we will need to have a defense eventually, is one of those late guys, I'm sorry to say this, maybe Albert Wilson, if he... If he's not going to be, if he's not healthy at the beginning of the year, because it's not a guarantee at the moment, then we'll just drop him and pick yeah. up a defense. Drop him before week one. Drop, her, yeah. drop him week one. There's no, we're not paying very much. We're The guys who missed out on Randall Cobb and Marquise Goodwin, we're not missing that yeah. much by and picking him. If, if Zeke is back week one, we can drop Tony Pollard or trade him in a package to get a clear up a spot on our team. Right. I'm so happy with our team. And just, uh, and there are, Plenty of defenses. If you were wondering, that are still on the board oh, that yeah. have good. If I'm, if I'm, if I do what I did here, which I probably will, which is not draft a defense. Yep. I'm looking for matchups when I yeah. the week one matchup, the first couple week matchups. Who's playing that sort of the deal. Dolphins week one? Who is yeah. playing the 
Cardinals week one. The Cowboys went off the board here, I know, but if but on some drafts I've seen them not even be drafted. They have a great first three week schedule. I would look for them. Just keep your eye out for defenses more than anyone. I pay attention to matchups. Oh, of course. Well, that about wraps up the episode. We really appreciate you guys tuning in for a third straight week. Um, we hope you enjoyed the mock draft. Thanks for listening.